Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Apologies for that slight uh, delay or break in transmission. A couple of technical glitches. The Gremlins getting involved, but thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team. they back on your radio tomorrow night at 6pm. I'm Brad Brown with you until 7 tonight. Half an hour of non-stop sporting action. There's uh, one-day international cricket taking place at Kingsmead in Durban. We'll touch base with Johan LaRue to find out exactly what's happening there in just a moment. Also, someone who is at the Gremlins uh, is uh, Francois Hochart, Springbok Wing, uh, the box in Durban to support the Proteas in that uh, match today. So uh, we'll hopefully be chatting to Francois Hochart tonight as well. And then we'll also preview this weekend's clash. Bafana Bafana uh, will be joined by Sean Bartlett to chat about their chances. But let's start with some cricket news. Australia posted 371 for six in their 50 overs. Thanks to centuries from David Warner and Stephen Smith, uh, they've set the Proteus a total of 372 to not just win the third one-day international, but to clinch the series as well. In reply, the Proteus uh, got off to a fairly brisk start. They're currently 72 for the loss of one. Hashimamla back in the squad. Uh, he was dismissed, bowled LBW by Hastings for 45. Quinton de Kock and Faf Duplessis out in the middle at the moment. So we'll get a score update and find out exactly what's happening from Johan Leroux in just a short while. There is other international cricket taking place uh, in Abu Dhabi right now. Pakistan up against the West Indies, the third ODI uh, there. Pakistan batting first, 308 for the loss of six in their 50 overs. In reply, the West Indies, 75 for the loss of one. They need another 234 runs or 32 and a half overs with nine wickets in hand. Three Sunfoil Series matches got underway around the country today as well. In Johannesburg at the Wanderers, the Cape Cobras were just Missed early on for 102. The Lions in response, 141 for 8. So not a high-scoring match there, but it has definitely moved on pretty quick at the end of day one. The Lions lead by 39 runs with two first innings uh, wickets remaining. The Titans, 287 all out in their first innings. At Stumps, the Knights reached one without loss. And in East London at Buffalo Park, the Dolphins uh, reached the end of day one on 281 for 5 against the Warriors. So that's what's happening in the Sunfoil series. Uh, On to some rugby news. The Springboks are in a race against time to ensure Brian Abana and Jesse Creel are fit for Saturday's test against New Zealand. South African assistant coach Mzwandilia Stick admitted that the team could face a selection dilemma on wing if Abana is not fit. Loisian Vovo would ordinarily have been covered, but he was injured this past weekend while playing for the Sharks in the Curry Cup. Stick says that should it be required, Vili LaRue could also cover I think our biggest downfall for this week was to, to, to Loazi when we took him back for game time to the Sharks. He got injured. So if anything could happen where we don't have a cover of, uh, of, of where Brian is not clear to play or maybe Chelsea uh, won't be clear to play, then we'll have a bit of a challenge where we'll have to move maybe some, maybe Vili to, to, to the wing. So, but that we've, got a, we've got a plan in place, but once again, it will be a challenge for us. Stick believes the box uh, can take confidence from their win over Australia this past weekend, but they're well aware that the All Blacks pose a very different threat. We all know that we, it's going to be tough. It's a different game. We're playing in Durban. Uh, All Blacks, they're the top side uh, in the world at the moment. They're playing good rugby. But the key thing for us is that as a team, we just need to focus on what we can do better on the day. 
Yes, we've tried what we've tried on, on, uh, at Loftus, and it worked for us on a day where we've managed to get the points. And also, once again, let me give credit to the boys. They've, they've, they've stuck to the plan, and they've executed very well, and it worked for us on a day. Staying with Rugby, Saru have reappointed Springbok 7th coach Neil Powell for a fourth season. Former Springbok lock Alistair Hargreaves announced that he is retiring from rugby today on medical advice following a number of concussions. In cycling news, the route for the 2017 Absa Cape Epic was unveiled today. The 2017 edition will once again start with a prologue at Mirandalwine State before the riders cover 691 kilometres en route, which will include Hadmanus, Grayton and Algen before the grand finale at the brand new finish venue at Valdivie State near Franschhoek. It was also announced that current Olympic gold medalist Nino Scherter will be riding. So will mountaineer Sibususu Vellani. Vellani says he's always wanted to ride the Epic but in the past he hasn't been able to fit it into his schedule. The timing is right for me and I'm not in looking forward to anything next year except the Cape Epic and that's why I'm excited and the training is going very well. I hope that when, when the stage finishes I will have that finishes medal. Fulani says he'll be approaching the Epic as he does any big mountain peak. I, I learned that if, you, if you're sitting at the bottom of Mount Everest which towers at 8,848 metres if you look at that it will break you, it will kill you. But then if you sort of break it into those small achievable objectives, which are one step at a time, one altitude at a time, and one day at a time, and calling it every day a summit day, which means every day you just put all the effort as much as you possibly can, and then see what the, the next day will be. And that's the mindset I will take, and I will apply that. On, when I take on the EPIC, for me it is one uh, ride at a time, one day at a time, and then I'll, I know each one I take will get me closer to the eight days. In some football news, former Queen's Park Rangers midfielder Joey Barton has been charged by the Scottish Football Association over bets that were placed on 44 football matches since joining Rangers. And tennis, number one seed Andy Murray eased past Russia's Andrei Kuznetskov. 6-2, 6-1, and he'll next face compatriot Carl Edmund in the quarterfinals of the China Open. On the ladies' side of things, world number one, Angelique Kerber beat Czech Republic's Barbara Strykova 6-3 and 7-6 to advance to the third round. Eight seed Madison Keys uh, defeated Svetlana Kuznetsova 7-6, 6-2 to progress. Meanwhile, at the Japan Open, Raven Klaassen and his doubles partner, Jeev Ram, beat Nicholas Monroe and Artem Sitak 6 Four and six two to get through to the quarterfinals. In swimming news, Chad Leclerc won the men's 100 meter butterfly to claim his 100th win of the World Cup series in Dubai. Miles Brown claimed gold in the men's 200 meter freestyle. And finally, uh, finally, boxing. No, the British Boxing Board of Control is set to decide on the 12th of October whether or not they'll withdraw World Heavyweight Champion Tyson Fury's boxing license. Fury has admitted to using cocaine to deal with his depression. That's it for your sports. Next up, we'll chat some cricket. This ODI series is proudly sponsored by Momentum. Go to multiply.coza and live life multiplied. Momentum, a division of MMI Group Limited and authorized FSP and credit provider, T's and C's apply. The third one-day international between the Proteas and Australia is underway at Kingsmead. Johan Leroux joins us now. Uh, Johan, the Aussies uh, batting first and posting a formidable total. Yeah, Brad, a massive total uh, for Australia. 371 for six in their 50 overs. That's the biggest ever total in ODI cricket at uh, at uh, uh, Kingsmead in Durban. So really, it is going to be a tough ask for South Africa to try and chase that down. Just a quick score update from that. 95 for one, the Proteas are at the moment. They've already lost Hashim Amla. And uh, still batting at the moment, Quinton de Kock and Afti Pasi. 
Tekpak is on 26 off of 25, and Duplessis currently on 12 off of 11. But just going back to what happened uh, in the Australia innings, David Warner and Aaron Finch got off to an absolute flyer, 110 for uh, they were after 13 overs, and that was after they punished uh, Kafisa Rabada and Dale Stain. And then Imran Zahir was brought into the attack, and he made the breakthrough. He got rid of Finch for 53. Warner went on to reach uh, triple figures. So did Captain Steve Smith as well. And both of those players are quality players. They would do some big scores. So uh, it's uh, probably good that both of them got it in one match. So if South Africa go on to lose this, hopefully they, uh, both of those players can't follow that up in the next game as well. George Bailey scoring 28. And then also a good innings uh, towards the end of the, the innings. Travis Head scoring 35. Yeah, as we look at the bowling figures, uh, really disappointing from Dale Stain. The worst ever ODI bowling figures for a South African. He went for 96 runs in his 10 overs. Uh, he did pick up those two wickets towards the end of the innings, but... Uh, really was a little consolation for him. Kakisa Rabada also very expensive. He went for 86. He picked up the one wicket. And then Mr. Reliable for South Africa with the ball. Imran Tahir picked up the two wickets and those were crucial wickets as well. He only went for 54. And JP Dimini also bowling quite well. He didn't pick up a wicket but his six overs only cost 32 runs and the economy rates of 5.3 in a game like this really isn't too bad but he only got the six overs so quite surprising that Fafta Pussy didn't hand him a few more overs towards the end of the innings. Uh, score update right now. South Africa 96 for one after 12.5 overs and now after 13 overs. Johan, just looking at uh, personnel, uh, the, the selection today, uh, I don't want to say interesting choices, but obviously Hashimamla back in the squad. Uh, news out of uh, the Proteus setup is that Wayne Parnell's gone and injured his ribs and he'll be out for the rest of the, uh, the series. Dwayne Pretorius is in today. There was obviously a lot of talk about will there be place for Riley Rousseau as well as Hashimamla in, in the squad. Both are playing today and uh, Fahan Beardin's being dropped. What do you make of those changes? Well, I think if you look at the, the direct changes, so basically what happened was Hashim Amla came in for Far Beardin, and, and that seems to be, you, if you have a quality batsman like Hashim Amla, you need to bring him into the team. You can't really drop someone like Riley Rousseau, because uh, he's been playing really well in the first two matches, so that made sense uh, in terms of a, a direct swap uh, in, the, in those two. Beardin really hasn't bowled too well in uh, the last few uh, months or so. And then if you look at uh, then bringing um, Dwayne Pretorius in, in for, for Wayne Parnell, that also it's a, a direct all-rounder for an all-rounder. Pretorius not quite as experienced, but he has been playing some good cricket recently as well. So a, a good uh, swap there as well. But yeah, I think Wayne Parnell is going to be a big loss for the Proteas in uh, the last part of this series and potentially even for uh, the last part of the year as well if he's out long term. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye out on that and to see how serious that injury is. I think they predicted that he'll be out for at least a month or a month and a half. So he's definitely out for the rest of this ODI series. But hopefully he'll be back uh, for Sri Lanka when they come and play the ODIs and the T20s in South Africa later this year. I would have liked to see an extra spinner in the mix today. They've got Tabrez Shamsi in the squad. They've also got Aaron Pangiso. So I think one of those two could have perhaps replaced Adele Stain for this match. Um, it is a, a slower wicket at uh, Kingsmead. And uh, if you look at the bowling figures for the Proteas, it was Imran Tahir and JP Dumini, the two slow bowlers in the team who did the best. So they really could have done with an extra spinner for today. 
Yeah, it's uh, a big ask. I think 372 for victory at Kingsmead in Durban, but uh, the Proteus is off to a, a fabulous start. Johan, will touch base with you towards the end of the show just to get a quick score update, but the Proteus is off to uh, a fabulous, fabulous start. He thinks only one down, currently 100 and loss, uh, 103 for the loss of one, so they're not too far behind where the Aussies were at the same stage. Australia 110 uh, when they lost their first wicket in the 14th over as well, so we'll watch that one very, very closely. Up next, we head back to the cricket, funnily enough, to catch up with Springbok winger Francois Huchot. This ODI series is proudly sponsored by Momentum. Go to multiply.coza and live life multiplied. Momentum, a division of MMI Group Limited and authorized FSB and credit provider, T's and C's apply. This life is all you have. Make it count. Your future depends on what you do in this moment. Unlock your financial wellness, figure out your finances, and find healthier ways to live today and tomorrow with Momentum and Multiply. We'll help you shop, save, study, be safe, get fit, go on holiday, and live the life you deserve. Multiply your momentum and get up to 60% back on your life insurance. Go to multiply.coza for life multiplied. Momentum, a division of MMI Group Limited, an authorized FSB and credit provider, T's and C's apply. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and uh, obviously the one-day international taking place at Kingsmead uh, as we speak, but there's also a big rugby test match that's taking place in Durban this weekend, and it's been interesting to see how the Proteas have been supporting the box and vice versa, how the box have been supporting the Proteas, and I can tell you uh, that the box are at Kingsmead today to support the Proteas, and one of them joins us now, Francois Hochot, live from Kingsmead. Francois, thanks for joining us. Welcome. Uh, it's awesome to me uh, to, to, to join you guys, and uh, yeah, awesome day at the cricket so far. Yeah, Francois, how amazing is it that you guys, obviously it's test week, so your focus is on taking on the All Blacks, but it's nice to have a bit of a distraction, and it's not often that you do get to be in the same city as one of our other national teams, and, and you get to support them in, in their sporting code. It's, it's, it must be quite nice. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it couldn't be a better distraction than, uh, you know, coming to support the first years. Um now, most of us are friends with uh, most of their guys in their team, AB and Puff and all of them. So, you know, uh, they supported us um, back in Pretoria. The whole team was there, came to support um, us that side. And, you know, not a lot of us love cricket. So, you know, it's awesome to come join them here and uh, obviously support the national team. Yeah, I mean, this past weekend was amazing. Obviously, you guys beat uh, the Wallabies, but uh, the Proteas did it twice on one weekend. So we love uh, beating the Aussies, and there's no better way to do it three times in one weekend, is it not? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's uh, a great uh, weekend or week for, for South African sports, you know. And um, obviously, we, you know, we really want them to beat uh, Australia um, today. And obviously, you know, looking forward to, to our game on the weekend against All Blacks. Yeah, big game this weekend. Let, let's touch on that. Obviously, the win over the weekend uh, against the Wallabies, much needed uh, confidence going into this weekend. But uh, the All Blacks are, are an incredible team, and, and you need to take as much confidence as you can going into a, a, a test week like this. Yeah, no, definitely. I, you know, also a lot with your confidence, but um, in saying that, you know, we must start over at a total different challenge. Um, you know, we, we saw what kind of a team the All Blacks are when we played them, um, you know, in Christchurch. So, you know, they're a champion side. They, everyone knows they're a great side. And, and um, you know, we're going to have to go dig deep and, and, and uh, really play well against these guys this weekend to give ourselves a chance to beat them, you know? 
Yeah, Francois, for, for you personally, I mean, this this past weekend, uh, another fabulous performance. Uh, 15 man, obviously you slotted into the box setup like you've been there uh, all along. Obviously coming from sevens and being at the Olympics, has it been yeah. a, a big change and a, and a very different mindset change? Or is it, you know what, this is a green and gold jersey, it doesn't matter if it's sevens or fifteens, you're going to give you all? Yeah, there's obviously, it's a bigger change than what I thought it would be. You know, sevens is, is, is uh, it's a lot more difficult um, a lot more technical than what I thought, you know, than what it looks like on TV. You know, there's a lot more to work on technicalities and, and obviously on defense especially, you know. So, um, but game has definitely helped my 15th game, especially when I went over to the Warriors and then came back to Simmons again. And um, obviously now being back in the Springbok setup definitely helped my game. And, you know, but there's, <laughs> there's never enough work, you know. You can you can always improve and, and, and always just move from, uh, you know, move forward from where you, you started. Francois, one thing about you as well is you, you're very versatile. Obviously, you've played a lot of, of scrum half in your career, but, but out on the wing, I mean, which, which do you prefer? Is, is, do, you, do you prefer one more than the other? Yeah, it's quite funny. You know, basically, my career basically started on, on, on wing, so um, I'm very comfortable playing at wing. Obviously, I, I, you know, I do prefer nine. As obviously, scrum half is my position, and that's what I'm going to play overseas. But, you know, you know, just being in the setup and being in the, you know, with the Springboks and, and obviously... You know, you know, if I get selected to play this weekend, you know, it's a great honor just to be here and, and um, you know, to train with the guys and whoever plays to help them get better and, and you know, prepare them for, for this weekend. So it doesn't really matter what position I play. You know, I'm comfortable at both. And, and I obviously do train at scrum off and I do train winning. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up too. I mean, like you say, the team hasn't been announced yet. That's only happening on Thursday. Coach Alistair Kutsir will, will announce that. So you obviously don't know what's going to be happening. Yeah. But we, we are aware of some of the issues, particularly around scrum half with Rudy Page getting concussed on the yeah. weekend, and he's definitely out for this test. Uh, the, the chances that you could possibly start at number nine, you, you relish the role, and, and you can slot in. I mean, we saw it on, on the weekend again, how you, you, you seamlessly switched across. It, it, it's something that you are very comfortable doing. Yeah, obviously I'm very comfortable at, at playing scrum off the train like that every week. And, um, you know, just going on in the field, taking over from really where, where you got a bit of a knock in the game. Um, you know, obviously feeling very at home, but obviously there's a lot of work. You know, it's, it's a very technical position and um, you basically get the link between the backs and the forwards and the general in the game. So um, it's not an easy position, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very comfortable in. And um, in, in saying that, I think, you know, obviously Puff is a great scrum off, you know, so... So whether it's him or me, um, you know, if he plays there, I support him. And if I play there, I'm, I'm sure he would support me too. Francois, then just finally, I'm not going to ask you guys to give away any of your game plans or, or, or that for, for the weekend. But the All Blacks are a phenomenal side and, and they obviously do have sort of weaknesses. But from a, a Bok perspective, where do you think we need to be better if we are to challenge for the win on Saturday? Yeah, I think we can be better, you know, pretty much everywhere. I think we, you know, our, our, our defense is pretty... You know, average against the All Blacks um, back in Christchurch. I think you know when you give the All Blacks a team like the All Blacks half a sniff, um, you know they're gonna they're gonna relish and take that opportunity and, and definitely put points on you. You know, and um, I think you know you can't afford to to give them any opportunities in your own half. Um, they definitely a side that is gonna punish you. So, so I think it's also small things. That, it's, it's all things that we can work on and that we did work on over the last you know two weeks. 
And, um, yeah, we're ready for the challenge, and, and we're really excited to get out there on Saturday. Yeah, it should be, should be absolutely amazing. I mean, there's, there's, there, there are few sporting rivalries as big as uh, a Springbok all-black test match. We look yeah. forward to, 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 to seeing you guys in action. And just finally, one of the big and, and nice things to take out of a, uh, an all-black test match is the Haka as a player, standing, opposing it. What goes through your yeah. mind standing, watching that, knowing, like, as a kid, you grew up watching the, the box play and, and, and the Haka, but now you're on the field and you're about to face that. Tell, tell me what goes through your mind. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as a rugby player, that's every rugby player's dream to, is to face the Haka. And, and um, you know, obviously I'm very excited. I'm not very intimidated by it, but I see it as a challenge, um, a challenge that they give us. And um, as whether you decide you're going to take that challenge and, 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 you know, give it back to them. And, and um, yeah, very excited about that. And, and uh, it's an honor to face the Haka every single time. Well, Francois, I'm going to let you get back to the cricket. Enjoy the rest of it at Kingsmead. Please pass on our best to the entire sure. squad and uh, know that the entire country is behind you. We can't wait to see you in action again on, on Saturday. Perfect. Thanks so much. And it was great to chat to you guys. Join us this Thursday on Top Billing as champions of natural hair. Actresses Bonimbuli and Samgel Ondovu say wear your crown with pride. Folk Music's Matthew Mall returns to play the venue where he met his wife, Amy. And after season best figures of 13 for 144, Tahisa Rabada takes five in Mauritius. Catch top billing this Thursday night at 8 on SABC3. SAFM Literature. Three hours of words and writing, books and reading, stories, shelfies, drama and more. Join us every Sunday between 1 and 4 for a whole lot of literate listening. Few things make us powerful beyond measure. Knowing our constitutional rights is one of them. Section 22 of the Bill of Rights states that every citizen has the right to choose their trade, occupation or profession freely. The practice of a trade, occupation or profession may be regulated by law. SAFM, reminding South Africans everywhere that our constitution wasn't designed for the country but rather for the people in it. And that's what makes us South Africa's news and information leader. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. This is South Africa's news and information leader. Big football to look forward to this coming weekend and a pretty important game for Sheikh Mushaba and Bafana Bafana. They are up against Burkina Faso. I don't think it's going to be an easy clash. They are a, a good side and uh, following our recent disappointments in the AFCON qualifiers, the pressure is on uh, the national team. We join now by a former member of that team. Sean Bartlett joins us. Sean, welcome on to uh, SAFM. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, hi, good evening. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Sean, tough ask. Burkina Faso is not going to be a walkover. We're playing away from home, although our waveform hasn't been too bad, but uh, the pressure is on this mm. team. Yeah, I think it's always uh, going to be pressure in the first game, um, and even more so, like you've indicated. Uh, I think, unfortunately, because of results and performances of late, um, the national team uh, coaching staff, I think, is under a lot of pressure to produce a, a performance and a result. Uh, that's going to be good enough to start the campaign. So it's going to be difficult going to what do to get a result. Conditions and circumstances there always makes it very difficult. And Sean, you mentioned starting the campaign and, and getting a win up front. That was what let us down in, in the AFCON qualifiers, is we started off poorly and we were playing catch-up from the get-go and we never caught up. So it is vital that we do get off to a positive start this weekend. I think it's, uh, it's very important, um, irrespective of whether it's home or away. Uh, you've got to try and get a result. 
to build on that and, and keep the momentum uh, with you. So I think Shakes knows that as well. Um, the team that they're going to play will pose a massive threat as far as uh, disturbing the plans and getting a win under their belt. But I think we've got enough quality of a squad to go out and actually produce a good performance and get a result. It's just a matter of the players applying, obviously, what the coaching staff want them to do. Yeah, and and that's that is vital. And, and uh, again, it's it's difficult to to know what's going on in that camp. You, you mentioned the technical staff under mm-hmm. under severe pressure, and and often as a coach, it's it's difficult to control a team when the players aren't playing for you. I'm not saying they they aren't, but uh, at the yeah. end of the day, as much as the coach puts his plans and 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 pieces in place, it's up to the players to execute. Mm-hmm. And we see how that goes on the weekend. From a, a Bafana Bafana point of view, where do you think they need to to be better? Looking at previous performances. Where do they need to improve this weekend if they are to win? Well, I think, firstly, we need to tighten up a lot more at the back and, and not concede uh, and, or if any, for that matter, because that will give us a better chance, obviously. I think going forward, attacking-wise, we've got enough uh, players that can go and create and, and convert those chances. So in order to give us a good platform, we just need to try and, and, and stabilize and contain the Kinefasa as long as possible in order to get a result. And, I think, like you said, it's unfortunate that that's coaching. You you do all the hard work, and come match time, you you players missing goals, and the coaches are responsible for that. But mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, players also need to be accountable in some way as to what happens on the field. From a squad perspective, your thoughts on on the squad that is doing duty this weekend? Yeah, I think it's a decent squad. Um, there's always going to be questions raised, uh, you know, about players that's not in there. I think the one that springs to mind is Prince and the Ben Clay that's had a good uh, PSL season thus far. Um, and you expect sometimes just for unformed players to be in there. But then again, uh, as far as coaches are concerned, you always try and pick a squad that's going to be most effective, uh, whether it can be home or away, and that can actually you know, go out and apply, like I said, the instructions that are given to them. Sean, looking at at this game, is it uh, do or die? Do, we, do do you think it's vital that we come back with a win or, or would a draw a, a, a draw suffice? Or is it is it a case of we have to have to pick up the win? I think a draw will suffice, uh, especially like I said before. Um, going to Burkina Faso is never easy, so I think that we will do great to get one point out of it. Um, but like I said before as well, even more. So if we can get the three points, will be a great start to the campaign. The last thing you want to do, obviously, like you said, with the backs against the wall uh, and uh, and lose the first game, which makes it a lot more difficult already uh, as far as the rest of the campaign is concerned. Mm. Sean, a lot of people have said, I mean, we, we, we struggle to qualify for, for the AFCON. This is obviously a bigger World Cup qualifiers. It's, uh, it's not going to be easier than qualifying for AFCON. Do, do you think we've got a realistic chance? Well, I, I do believe so. Um, I think, uh, once again, I think we need to start maybe utilizing more of that Olympic team than, than the last couple of games. Uh, I think those are the future players uh, of this uh, senior national team. Uh, and again, you know, we, we had, I think the last time we qualified was in 2002 uh, and hosting in 2010. And since then, we haven't really qualified. So I think we need to really 
obviously settle down and start focusing on these uh, campaigns and see how we can improve the national team. Yeah, and there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be qualifying. If you look at what Sundowns are doing in the, the CAF Champions League, uh, we, we should be up there with the best in the continent. We've got one of the strongest league, if not the strongest league on the on the continent. There's no reason why we shouldn't be qualifying for these sort of tournaments year in and year out. But let's touch on you at the moment. Uh, life in the National First Division uh, with, with Amatux. How are things going? Yeah, we, we started really well. Um, I think a lot of us spoke to you uh, you know, so 80% of the squad is brand new, so I only kept seven players out of the 50 players I currently have, so that was already was a big challenge, and, you know, we started off with a couple of wins and a draw, and then we had a uh, slight setback uh, with, with two losses in a row, but I think the players have responded, uh, start training with some and looking to improve and bounce back. It's important um, that we bounce back in our next game, and the international break for me obviously is good because I can work on certain things that haven't that hasn't happened in the last couple of games and make sure it improves and look at other players as well. Brilliant stuff. Sean Bartlett, as always, great to catch up. Uh, enjoy the footy this weekend. And, uh, yeah, I know lots going on behind the scenes in this international break. And mm. best of luck uh, for your next encounter with Amatax, and we look forward to, to, to catching up again soon. Uh, thank you very much. Always a pleasure uh, chatting to you guys. Thank you. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Almost time to say cheerio. Before we do that, though, a quick cricket update for you. Hanleroo, South Africa, just losing their second wicket, that of Captain Faf Duplessis. Yeah, South Africa at the moment, 144-2 after 70.2 overs. Of course, they're chasing that target of 372. The required run rate at the moment is 7.1. And uh, so it's to be expected that uh, the players have to take some risks, and they are going to lose some wickets. But at the moment, Quinton de Kock is looking really, really good. So if he can go on to reach triple figures, and South Africa might just be in with a chance coming in next. Riley Rousseau, who's also been in some excellent form. And then after that, J.P. Dumini and David Miller. So plenty of batting to come for South Africa. After that, it will be the all-rounders. But uh, at the moment, South Africa setting themselves up very, very nicely to try and reach that 372. Of course, that uh, total was a record one set by Australia at Kingsmead. So a, a run chase here under the lights uh, will be a phenomenal achievement if South Africa can go on to reach their target and seal the series with two games to spare. Yeah, I think it would be a fabulous, fabulous victory. Johan, thank you very much for that. Don't forget to stay tuned to SAFM throughout the evening as we'll have updates for you. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that's it for the show tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the Talk Shop uh, with Naledi Maleo. Thank you so much uh, for spending some time with us. Also, thanks to my producer, Siobhan Chetty, for putting everything together this evening and for the birthday cupcake. Siobhan, thank you so much. Much appreciated. Uh, and also, thank you to everyone else for the birthday wishes too. It is uh, hugely, hugely appreciated. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live at uh, 4 o'clock. Don't forget, we'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. And be in touch if you have any comments or suggestions. Uh, you can post them onto SAFM social media platforms. And then don't forget to look out for the podcast as well, available through all podcatchers. Uh, the show will be broadcast uh, or podcast in its entirety. So just look for SAFM Sports Wrap. Thank you so much for joining us. Right now it is 7 o'clock.